May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, oftentimes, you know, when, when we think of this, of this season of Advent, we, we do know that Christmas is right around the corner. And as you can see, the weeks are marked by the candles. There's always going to be four weeks in Advent. Next week, we will light the rose candle. That is rose, not pink. At least as they call it, liturgical rose. And that signifies God at Tay Sunday, which means to rejoice. So we're going to lighten it up with music that features the theme of rejoicing. Now, you can wear uh, liturgical rose or pink if you'd like. Uh, I, I know I talked to uh, our senior warden before the service, and, and he assured me that the vestry will not invest in any pink vestments of any form. Is that right, Jeff? Yeah, so and I'm, I'm with you on, on that, brother, because I don't look pretty in pink. I, I really don't. Uh, so at any rate, but keeping with the theme of the season, let me just uh, give us a reminder of what we did talk about last week by way of review. Last Sunday, we focused on how, our li- uh, how we live our lives of expectancy in anticipation celebrating the already, the first coming of Christ, the first advent, the incarnation, while anticipating the not yet, the second advent, and being ready however our Lord Jesus Christ greets us, whether that's at, her, at, at, at his appearing, what we call the, the parousia, or whether we meet him in the veil of death. Because as we begin in grace, we continue in grace, And we were also reminded last week that we should genuinely love one another in a way that is contagious to the world around us, and then to be sure and invite folks to join us in sacramental community right here in our parish. And also, putting on the armor of light and walking in the light, being empowered in the Holy Spirit, bearing fruit that remains until He returns and makes all things new. Because He is making all things new. And at the end, as we read Revelation, He even declared, Behold, I am making all things new. We're going to shift gears here today and focus on preparation by the Word. (coughs) When I was a brand new believer, about the age of 28, and I am an adult convert, as many of you know, I followed some of the um, strange advice to just simply uh, flip through my Bible and randomly, randomly point to whatever verse God had for me. So what I turned to was Isaiah chapter 5, verse 22. And I didn't know much about the Old Testament or the prophets, for, for that matter. So I, I read where it says, Woe unto those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks. So I thought, well, that was judgment against me having been a bartender prior to coming to to faith in Christ before joining the Air Force, where where I met Tracy and all that. And I didn't understand the the significance of that oracle or that prophecy. However, over time, being immersed in discipleship, I learned how to memorize and study the scriptures as part of my training. And then, of course, going on to, to seminary, I got deeply rooted in biblical theology as well as church history and all of that too. In other words, learning to think biblically because we're, uh, if left to our own devices, we're going to do anything but think biblically uh, in the things that we say and the things that we do and even our attitudes. Some might also expect that the Word of God might hit them like a jolt of adrenaline each time they read it or study it. In other words, expecting that the emotions are going to pour over them. 
Although the jolt may hit us periodically, because there have been times when I've had an epiphany over what I discovered in the scriptures. However, the benefits of the word of God act more like vitamins, taking vitamins or nutrient-rich foods. People who regularly take vitamins or eat nu- or eat nutritious foods that are loaded naturally with vitamins do so because of the long-term health benefits, not because every time they swallow one of the pills, they now feel new strength surging through their bodies, much like uh, the old Popeye cartoons where he ate a can of spinach and then beat up on Bluto. They have developed the habit of consistently taking vitamins or eating nutritious foods because they have been told that in the long haul, vitamin supplements are going to have a beneficial effect on their physical health, resistance to disease, and the general well-being of of their body, as well as their mind. The same is true of studying the scriptures, of reading the scriptures. At times, it may have a sudden and intense impact on us. However, the real value lies in the cumulative effects that long-term exposure to God's word will bring to our lives and gives us reason for hope, joy, and peace, which we need especially at this time. And I found the value in that early on where a lot of times when I am prayerfully preparing a homily, I will recall other scriptures and then bring that into the conversation. Today, our second Sunday in Advent, the theme is peace, but also preparation by the word. And and if you're following along in your prayer book, turn to page 92. We'll be in pages 92 and 93, where you find our collect, as well as the epistle and the gospel passages for today. And we read in Romans chapter 15, beginning in verse 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The entire Old Testament reveals God's redemptive plan for mankind in Jesus Christ. The entirety of scripture. But the entire Old Testament absolutely points to the Lord Jesus Christ and we can see him in the pages of the Old Testament with types and shadows as well as predictive prophecy. In fact, in Article 7 of the 39 Articles of Religion, and that can be found on page 604 in your prayer book, we read and I quote, the Old Testament is not contrary to the New, for both in the Old and New Testament Everlasting life is offered to mankind by Christ, who is the only mediator between God and man, being both God and man. And this was written in earlier times. We see the Lord Jesus Christ vividly in the Psalms and in the prophets. Many of these prophecies would have been impossible for Jesus to deliberately conspire to fulfill, along with the disciples. For example, his birth, the virgin birth in Bethlehem, and that was prophesied in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. His crucifixion with criminals, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 12. The piercing of his hands and feet at the crucifixion. And we read that in the 22nd Psalm, verse 16. The soldiers gambling for his clothes, 
And we also read that in the 22nd Psalm, a couple of verses later in verse 18. The piercing of his side and the fact that his bones were not broken at his death. And we see that in two places. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10 as well as Psalm 34 verse 20. Along with his burial among the rich. Isaiah 53 9. These are but a few of many examples that actually validate with predictive prophecy who the Lord Jesus Christ is, his virgin birth, and his redemptive work to save us and rescue us from our sins. Today's text concludes other prophecies that proclaim a message for hope for all people, not only Jews, but Gentiles also, all nations, all people groups, as we read in Romans chapter 15, verses 9 through 12. And I read, And in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. And that is the hope for the nations, all people groups, all colors, all races, all ethnicities, all nations. That is who the Lord Jesus Christ came for in addition to the Jews. The scriptures, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, form the basis of our belief. And we read in verse 13 of Romans chapter 15, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In St. Paul's benediction, he prayed for the Lord to fill the church with all joy and peace in believing. And that is not always easy. In fact, it seems easier here on Sunday morning when we're all here worshiping together and gathering. And a lot of times we interact with, with each other. We don't always know the, some of the pain that may under, underlie what we've been going through uh, in any particular week. It, uh, but it is easier here because we have gathered to worship and to participate in the ministry of the Word because God's Word does not return void. It's going to do what He's purposed it to do. And in, in His Word is where He renews our minds, but also in participating in the sacrament of Holy Communion and also the fellowship that we enjoy in community. And believe me, after this whole pandemic is over and done with, and we can get back to some semblance of normalcy, I am looking forward to doing a lot more fellowship. I really am. But then think about it, okay? So if it uh, seems easier on Sunday morning, well, what about the day-to-day life that we live? Well, sometimes the stresses of life, whether it's illness, personal or family, or the death of a loved one, or even the memory of that death of the love of loved one around Christmas time, And the pandemic, along with all that goes with it, not only the illness itself, but the response, and then even the financial issues, and even our current political climate, as well as the stress of preparing for the holiday season, make it difficult sometimes to abound in hope 
and experience the true joy and peace that comes with believing a message of hope, which we all long for. We all long to have that hope. So how do we cope then? How can we experience true joy and peace amidst our circumstances, whatever they are? Living as Christians with true joy and peace means to live by faith. To live by faith as a way of life. Day by day, moment by moment. Each day is a new day. If we had a tough day yesterday, today is a new day. And tomorrow will be a new day. And we cannot predict every outcome. We cannot. However, we can only live as people with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul prayed that God would fill his people with all joy and peace. And joy is one of the Apostle Paul's prominent concepts. And this term occurs 22 times in all of his epistles more than anywhere else in the New Testament. And if you think about it, he was in prison much of the time, facing an imminent execution, but yet he wrote much about about joy, about peace, and about hope. And twice as many occurrences compared with St. John's Gospel and the epistles even. Joy is also linked with faith, And let me turn and read in Philippians chapter 1, verse 25. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Progress and joy in the faith. And that was what he wrote to the Philippian church. And also, I might add, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, as we read in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, where you have the works of the flesh as well as the fruits of the Spirit. Peace, on the other hand, is the inward state that God gives to His children who trust in Him. And today, the second Sunday of Advent, we consider peace as we have that second candle lit. That inward state that God gives to us, His children who trust in Him, who hope in Him, have our joy in Him. St. Paul adds, as you trust in Him, faith is basic to the Christian way. The specific Christian joy and peace are impossible, though, apart from trusting in Christ. Because for some who really struggle, it's really hard to have that peace and joy. But keeping in mind that when we look to the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in Him, He is the author and perfecter of our faith, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, And as we were promised in today's gospel, He said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And how did He reveal Himself? He revealed Himself in the Scriptures to the apostles, In St. Luke chapter 24, verses 26 through 27, following his resurrection, when he was with them, he said, Was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. 
And these things eventually contributed to the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Gospels, the Epistles, the Book of Acts, Revelation, all of that. I mean, it took me three years to go through divinity school only to realize how little I really knew after I graduated. I mean, it gave me the tools I need to do what I need to do, but I'm certainly not an, not an apostle, but, but think about that. In 40 days, he poured himself and his words into them, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that's where we get the canon known as the New Testament. So what do we take away from all of this? Well, let's go back to our collect for Advent, the second Sunday in Advent, which is on page 92, where we prayed. Blessed Lord, who has caused all scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The blessed hope of everlasting life is beautifully captured in one of my favorite carols, which I dare not to sing to you because I don't want to hurt your ears. It's Oh Holy Night. Josh Groban can do that song beautifully, but I'm not going to even attempt that right now because I don't want to run you all off today. <laughs> but I'll go ahead and read the, read the words here. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. O hear the angel voices. O night divine. O night when Christ was born. O night. O holy night. O night divine. Well, I know what I'm going to listen to when I get home today, even though it's not yet Christmas. But that has always been one of my favorite hymns. And what I love about the Christmas carols is they're so rich. And theology, especially the, the old uh, classics. And, and I even hear them sometimes uh, walking through the malls when I'm Christmas shopping. So, so even the world, even many who would not come to our church will often listen to that. So we pray that some may come here. So in this glorious truth, we have hope because of the already, the incarnation of Christ, especially as we're well aware of our desperate need for grace as sinners and hope and peace and the life that includes joy and laughter, but also at times sadness and tears. While we live by faith in the already, the here and now, we look forward to the not yet where our faith will one day become sight. Our faith will one day be sight. So in the meantime, open the pages of scripture. The, the one way it doesn't work is you can't just put it up to your head or put it under your pillow and let it transfer by osmosis, but take up and read as St. Augustine heard uh, when he was convicted uh, to read the pages of Scripture that uh, completely moved him to that place of repentance. And he came, became the great theologian, the doctor of the church, and much of his teaching undergirds Reformation theology. 
pray the offices of morning and evening prayer if you're not really sure where to start as a means to that end, with the ultimate end of experiencing true joy and peace through a lively faith, strengthened by a renewed mind, where the scriptures shape our thoughts, words, actions, and attitudes by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit who inhabits the pages of Scripture. Regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our failures we may have experienced, because we are broken people, and we are going to slip and fall from time to time. But the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the author and perfecter of our faith, as we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And by faith, and by His grace, He will finish what He started in each and every one of us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how He said,